Hey friends, we wanted to share a couple clips from our newest release on the Ravel bonus feed. This comes from the latest live meeting of the Ravel Book Club. To get the full episode in your podcast feed, tap on over to patreon.com slash ravelpod and join the growing community. In addition to weekly bonus episodes, you get access to our private Discord where you can join the book club, attend the Ravel Collective meetings, and share your own thoughts in a welcoming, affirming online space. We hope to see you there. The way that it, it feels like Mother Earth never gives up on us when it's very easy for us to give up on her in a lot of ways. So when she poses the question to her students, does the earth love you back? One of the follow-up questions I had, and I don't have an answer to this. I would be curious to know how you guys feel about this follow-up question is, would the earth be within her rights to not love us back at this point? Isn't that like kind of the supposition of like a lot of post-apocalyptic media is like kind of the look if all humans died out like the the earth would heal itself but i think um kimura is like kind of pushing back at that by saying with the chapter about sweetgrass itself of like sweetgrass needs the harvester in order to thrive mm-hmm. so like the it's it's not as easy as oh humans are an outside agent that harms the earth it's that humans have just gone beyond their typical uh, beyond the bounds of balance is that there's a certain amount of balance that humans perhaps one day were within but greed or um lust for power or resources has pushed beyond the ability for the earth to like heal itself. Yeah. I think the way that she talks about mother earth is kind of the way that I now see God, um, or like a higher power in some sense. So is it in mother earth's right to not love us back? I would say yes, but I would say that that's outside of her character, that she is always loving and always wholesome and, there's nothing that we can do, no matter how much we poison her, that would make her decide, like, I'm done. Because that's just not who she is. And I think that, like Tyler was saying, it is a reciprocal relationship. And on her end, she's doing her part, and we're not. Uh, but she, that doesn't mean she's going to stop doing her part. It means that the consequences are things aren't working the way that they're supposed to, but she's not going to stop doing her part. Yeah, my final observation... Uh, almost going back to the, you know, going back to the idea of the three sisters again, I think that idea of polyculture is very sticky for me. And I'm going to be thinking about it for a while, especially when it comes to both political bodies and like church bodies, like religious bodies, the idea that the three sisters, that beans, corn, and squash are so complementary to each other, both in what they provide nutritionally and how they grow together. I think that is actually a real big, like it's important thing to pay attention to when you consider maybe your political body, maybe your church body, maybe your actual neighborhood, you should be paying attention to, do you have a polyculture, even in the sense of, do you have a full representation of upper, middle, and lower class all in the same neighborhood? Because that's going to change a lot of the ways that neighborhood behaves. Yeah. 
that feels big to me. And I think I'm going to be paying attention to that a lot more. Yeah. Some of that feels impossible. Um, totally. I totally. And I, like reading this book, I was reading, I think past the part where we were like, what was scheduled to talk about today. But I was just thinking like, all of this sounds so good in theory, but like on the large scale, like how big we are and how vast we expand, is this even possible? Like, can't, is it possible to do anything like this where we're, and as, I mean, personalities aside and greed aside, just from an economic standpoint, could we survive on something like this and everybody be fed and everybody have shelter? Yeah. Right. I mean, we can't do that in with what we have now. <laughs> so I guess it's worth trying. <laughs> but I was just watching something where someone was a video where someone had asked the the video creator about like, is there a way to like successfully create a commune with like the capitalist structures that we have and like explaining like the ways that the capitalist structure makes it difficult, but like one of the best ways is to start a nonprofit and like mm-hmm. buy an apartment complex as a nonprofit and have everyone involved be a part member of the nonprofit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that like, it, it, it's difficult to do when it's difficult to stop like relying on the water when it's the sea that you swim in. Whoa. Hey, if that piqued your interest, I'd bet you'd love listening to the full bonus episode available now at patreon.com slash Ravelpod.